The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back, everybody, to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM and online and anywhere where you get your uh, podcast. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. We've got another week to read. Now, Kevin, here's what's going to make this show very interesting, okay? That the same way that you review movies that you haven't seen yet, yes, yes. I'm going to analyze a game that I didn't see any, I didn't oh. see one second of this game. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. So my wife and I were in Charleston, South Carolina, celebrating our anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I appreciate it. And the national games uh, were Giants, Carolina, and uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember the AFC. was uh, Patriots, Steelers. Right, right. And so I couldn't get any updates. And so, you know, I'm watching, you know, Red Zone and all that other kind of stuff, and they weren't giving any updates on the commanders. Every now and again, they would when there was a score, but... You know, they just weren't paying attention to this game. So I saw enough to kind of get the, the 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 gist of what was happening. And so I'm gonna be I'm gonna give detailed analysis of a game that I have no details on. Which means I'm gonna rely heavily on you. And so anyway, the, the commanders uh opposite of last week where they got off to a hot start against Jacksonville. Jacksonville fights their way back, commanders pull it out. Uh they get off to a slow start against Detroit fight their way back, but Detroit kinds of pulls away. And so you see kind of two uh, sides to the same coin, two tales of, of the same story. Um, what did you notice when you watched this game? What's the first, let us go down the first three things that jumped out at you. Okay. The first thing is they deferred, of course. Um, and you refused. hate that. You hate, I hate it. I mean, it's the whole object. The whole point of the game is to score. And in the words of the immortal Sam Huff, you can't score without the what? So I mm-hmm. hate that. It's, you got to set a mindset. You got to, you, you're hoping, and sometimes it works, that you stop somebody so you maybe can score something at the second half of the game. But what it does, it sets your offense on the side of the field, watching the game, getting mm-hmm. there inside, of course. But, you know, they spent all this time warming up and stretching and stuff before the game, and you put them in a, in a position to just sit there and do nothing. You, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I just do mm-hmm. not understand that. Your goal, and, and, and especially with a team that has a, a ball control offense, there's a good chance. We saw it a couple of times last year when they just stood on the sideline for like five, six, seven minutes just waiting to get their hands on the ball. Now, they they started out slowly, and and we've seen this movie before. Uh, sure. You know, we got we don't know what the identity is. You said it, I said it. Doc Walker, when he was on, he said it. We don't know what they want to do. We don't. Are they a run team? Are they Smash Mouth? Are they uh, run and shoot? As they used to say, you know, are they West Coast offense? Mm-hmm. You know what? So they they seem like they just come out trying some stuff. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what they did. <laughs> and the stuff they tried, it didn't work at first. That's all. Right, didn't work at first. And that's an interesting thing to, you know, to point out because, you know, I'm I'm actually, you know, I was opposite of you on this whole deferred thing for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, but I am I am easing over to your side that it is better just to get the ball first. And the reason right. has nothing to do with football. And so you know, you know, I'm an entrepreneur doing my own thing with media and all this other kind of stuff, you know, and then, you know, a man of faith and stuff like that. I am now on the on the side, like, you know, you can't do – the only reason to not get the ball first is because you're afraid you're not going to score or you're afraid your offense is going to – and I don't like to operate in fear. And so right. what is it about my offense that says I don't want the ball first or I'd rather let things happen in the first two quarters – get the ball back in the third, and then try to – no. If, again, the point is to score more points than the opponent. And so, for me, it, it, it gets down to what you're saying. We need to uh, get that ball and move the ball. Right. And so, I don't want to do anything or operate, or make any, operate in fear or make any decisions based out of 
Well, I'm afraid we might not you know, score. The- now, it's one <laughs> thing if you know your defense is just great, but we don't know that. And the defense, well, no, you know what? We do know that it's not. We know it's, it's not. Some, exactly. <laughs> it's to put them on the field first. Doesn't, it, doesn't, it's not. it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's puzzling to me because the strength of this team is obviously the offense, whether they want to make people think it's the defense. We, we went through this so many times. You can go check the archives when we, when we were going through the Chase Young debate, when we were saying, when we said, quite often that this team has three number one draft picks on the front line. Why do you need four? <laughs> you know, if you can't right, do it right. with three mm-hmm. number one picks, what makes you think a fourth is going to do it? So on paper, on paper, they're terrifying, terrifying people, but you know, they play on the AstroTurf and all that. Uh, the injury to Cam Curl is, is really affecting this team in, in, in a way that I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. I, I, we, mm-hmm. yeah, he yeah, came yeah. out of nowhere. I mean, and established himself as one of the best players on the team. Um, he suffered an injury. Now, I don't know if you've uh, heard it since you got back in town. Now the whole, you know, the aspirin rumor mills are starting to spin. Like I haven't like, heard anything off the rumor have, mills. I haven't heard it. What's going on, Kevin? The rumor might be, the rumor is that there's a disconnect between Cam's opinion of his physical ability to play and the coaching staff's ability of his physical ability uh, uh, to play. They they think that maybe he's uh, he can play, but is just not willing to. That's but that's the kind of stuff I, I, you hear out of Ashburn. It's always negatively uh, reflective of the player. On the player, yeah, <laughs> right. Yep. Always. Yep. always, 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 always. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that. I don't like that's happening. And um, uh, going back to your review of the game, you didn't see right. Were you surprised when you went <laughs> back and saw <laughs> when you saw how they how they uh, fell behind early, then came back with the with the, with the weapons that they have. And, and then just couldn't pull it out of the end. Did that, did that surprise you at all? You know what it did? And so here's the reason why it surprised me. Number one, because of the innovation, creativity that I saw happen week one, um, using Curtis Samuels, like I just thought that there'd be a way that they'd be able to gain momentum and take back that, that lead. Here's the other reason. And this might be the one that's probably the most terrifying to me <laughs> is the fact that they were playing the Detroit Lions, which is a team that specializes in these types of, you know, goofy losses at the end of games. Right. And, and if there's, again, there are a couple teams that, you know, if it's a big moment, they're going to do something goofy to blow it. One is Dallas. You know what I mean? Recently, you know that if something's big is going to happen, it's supposed to happen. Uh, Dallas less than Detroit, but you know Dallas, Cleveland's the same way. Detroit's this way, and I just knew as I'm watching or not watching this game or watching the highlights that at some <laughs> point I'm going to see, yeah, Detroit hit a Detroit, and the Commanders came back and won this game, and that didn't happen. And the reason that 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 bothers me is. I still think Detroit is Detroit, but maybe the commanders now are a mm. team that can't even, you know, overcome a Detroit like collapse and take a game. You know, I, I'm thinking that it's all a philosophy based. Uh, I think that our coaching staff pretty much agreed with you that Detroit was, was a, um, uh, pretty much a cakewalk, and no matter what happened, they were going to find a way to lose. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You know, being the movie critic, uh, that we got some news on that later on. But uh, oh, we do the movie. Well, critics? well, you know, it's coming. It's coming. You know. Oh, just like, right. Wait, wait. So I, I don't want to interrupt football. But yeah. did you see Woman King? Have not, have okay. not. So okay. I'm probably going to review that. Probably going to review that. <laughs> have not seen it. Have not okay. seen anyway, it. Anyway, go right ahead. Go right ahead. But. Um, I think uh, referred to the movie Rocky when Rocky hit Apollo Creed for the first time and ball headed manager said he don't know it's a show. He thinks it's a fight. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right? mm-hmm, Detroit, mm-hmm. Detroit thought it was a football game. They thought they were going to go out here and see all these weapons and see all these first round picks and see Terry McLaurin and just lay down. But mm-hmm. see, this is what we said last week during the show. Detroit 
almost pulled it out against Philly. They were down right. by a lot against That's Philly right. and came back. So their mm-hmm. mentality is we should have won. Not like, oh, we're Detroit. We'll find a way to lose. That's changed. And, and somebody, I didn't watch any hard knocks, but I heard Doc talking about it today. And the mm-hmm. attitude in Detroit is – I am somebody on an individual yes. basis. Yes. I don't know if you've yes. heard uh, or seen the clips of, uh, uh, I don't even know his full name. I know his name, his given name is Amon Ra. And I said, mm-hmm. I said, Detroit got to do a little team named Sun God. <laughs> you, <Right. know? laughs> you know, he got to be bad. You know, badness has been instilled in this kid from birth. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. You, know mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, the, the, you know, tradition of people like you, you, you follow your name, right? You know, that's why your name, kids you know something positive right yes yeah. so he he came out and they asked him in the post-game press conference uh why do you seem so motivated he said well basically they uh washington drafted deami brown before they drafted me yeah i took it personally what was his mm-hmm. stats today did he get on the field <laughs> you know did he get on the field so yeah Every time I looked at him, he was standing on the side, right? So he, and so the thing is, find whatever motivation it takes to motivate you. Right, and, right. and that's what he did. And he was, mm-hmm. and he balled out, right? You know, so we, we, something has to change. The well, you, story. You referenced Doc Walker when he came on the show. People should go back and listen to that episode if, if, if they didn't. Um, you know, he talked about, you know, football is a game where you got to take something. You know, you know, you think about it, you got an offense, you got a defense. And we don't have to go scores or anything. There's a yard in front of you. One team's trying to gain a yard. The other team's trying to stop you from gaining the yard. Someone has to take something from someone. Right. And, and, and what happens is, of course, you've got skill and you've got talent, and we can measure that. But then, as you always say, there's a want-to factor to it. Do I want to get this by any means necessary? And we need that one-two coach. Because, we really you know, do. I, I mean, when you look at this roster, there's talent on the side of the burgundy and gold. So much talent. I mean, I'm, there's no way in the world looking at this, even on paper, on film, whatever you want to do, that this team should lose to the Detroit Lions the way that they did. And yet and still, here we are talking about them losing <laughs> the way that they did. You know, I heard one of my favorite of the Burgundy and Gold, Daryl Grant, was on with Doc today. And he, they asked him his assessment. And he put it like this. He said two things. Uh, one is, he used the expression, catching blocks. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, what is that for just uh, you know, the layman? He said, a guy who catches blocks is a guy who lets the offensive lineman hit him before I mean, you, unless the lineman hit you mm-hmm. before you before hit, you him. hit him. Yep. <laughs> right. That's it. You're catching the block, right? That's mm-hmm. the expression. He said, my goal as a defensive lineman is to make sure all the action happened on the opposite side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Don't want them to cross where the place that ball is. But if we were going to have some contact, it was going to be on your side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm mm-hmm. not going to catch no block. <laughs> right. You know, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the mentality. And see, That was his philosophy. That's in him. That's his mentality when he puts his hand in the dirt. I'm going to win this first step, right? Right. It's all based on that. If I win this whole step, the battle is taking place on your side of the line of scrimmage, right? I don't know what these guys are thinking. I I just don't know. It's, It's. Let me tell you, you probably didn't see this. I don't know if you saw it in the highlights. I tried to forget it. They were, uh, (laughs) Detroit was on like the 20-yard line, Mm -hmm. and it was like, maybe third and seven. He throws a, uh, uh, Jared Goff throws, um, and I'm drawing a blank for the running back, and then the one who supposedly was hurt, but he busted a 68-yard. Oh, Swift, yeah. Yes, DeAndre Swift. He was supposed to, you know, hurt DeAndre Swift, busted a 68-yarder on us. Anyway, but that's not the play. The play was he threw a, a swing pass right over the middle. Um, uh, Swift caught it, fell down. Mm-hmm. Got up, yeah, yeah, and ran twenty yards for a touchdown. One two, one two. You know mm-hmm. what? In in touch in touch football, he would have been down, but nobody touched. Him. <laughs> right, right. And 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 one thing, and I'll have more on this later. One thing I'm trying to explain to my son's little league team: you guys play contact tackle football. It's not touch. You know, <laughs> you got to hit him. You got to hit somebody. You got to hit him. You got to hit him. Squeeze them knees, squeeze them knees, wrap them legs, squeeze yes. them knees. That's yes. right. 
Hit, squeeze, roll. Hit, squeeze, roll. That's what you got to do. Um, yeah, no, it was interesting because, you know, it, like you said, you know, you're watching these plays, and I'm watching Jared Goff, who, you know, the Rams decided wasn't their guy, and he's, you know, he goes over to Detroit, and, you know, last year wasn't necessarily impressive for Goff, but he's making plays in this game. And, you know, the same way that, you know, uh, uh, we talked about, okay, the Jaguars is a great way to open the season. It seems like, you know, well, the Jaguars probably felt like the Commanders was a great way it certainly did. You know, to open the season. And, uh, and, 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 and again, as you said, we don't know the identity of the team. We don't know what we're trying to do. We don't know what's going on. Okay, we've got Carson Wentz, but what does that mean? Um, you know, we just, we, we just don't know yet. We, we, and, and, you know, how many other years we're into this Ron Rivera thing is too long to not know who we are. Right. It's, it's, you're absolutely right. Right. He, what do they want from us as fans? This, this is what I was asking, Doc. What do they possibly want? Just blind loyalty? They, yeah. You, you can have that, but you got to give us something too, right? You know, just don't, just don't throw anything out there and tell us that's the best you can do. We, they have made the mistake of thinking that the people in this area don't know football. Because right. the people in the Washington area know football. Yes, sir. We, we know football because the previous regimes educated us to the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but don't, you know, stop with the rumor mill and the innuendo and, and, uh, and, you know, this guy's out of position and, and, you know, name publicly naming players and stuff. Just stop. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, Just stop. go straight man. And if somebody gets beat a hundred times, you know who the Winkling is. He's the mm-hmm. one you cut. <laughs> you <know? laughs> cut right. him the next day. If you, if you, if you go straight man and a guy gets beat every time, just come the next day, the next man up. And you you tell him, you saw what happened to the guy in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. something. Because what yeah. they're doing now just ain't working. And, and, and it's I had just to, not working. I had to quote the immortal Keith Sweat. Something, 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 something just ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back on the Federal Report Report with uh, America's favorite segment, Fake News or Not. That's coming up next on the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. If you're talking, they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report, 1500 AM, federalnewsnetwork.com, and anywhere where you get your fine podcasts. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. Kevin, we were just talking during the break about how you are. Listen. I don't want to brag or boast uh, about <laughs> our show, but honestly, it's a good show. You know, I, and I, brag lots, I mean, there's lots show. of great information here on this show. And you've been hearing a lot of people talk about this whole want to coach. <laughs> Something that you brought up years ago. I'm talking pre-pandemic. You were always oh, yeah. on the want to coach. We It started, I believe, I forget the young lady's name, but she was in the Olympics or the Olympics trial. Yeah. And running the 100 or the hurdles or something. And the no. guy, she was, a, she was a foot behind, and she dove <laughs> going full speed on that cinder track. You know, which she never, wanted which that. never happens in track ne- and field. Never. never dives across the finish line. She did, though. She, she did. And she didn't care. She didn't and care. She didn't care because she wanted it. You, right. And, 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 some, and she was the one we nominated to be the first Burgundy and Gold one to coach. I remember mm-hmm. Rodney was on the show that day. I remember, mm-hmm. but, but this was years ago. But now, now, if you listen to various uh, media outlets around this town, you hear other people referring to the want to in this team, the mm-hmm. want, the desire, the want to do it, the want to beat your man, the want to tackle. You know, that's 
and they don't want to. I don't, they don't know how to want to, apparently, right? Maybe we should do like I said, tell them, take all the bathrooms out of Ashburn except for one. You know, right. you just got to wait, you know. Yep. You make a tackle, you get first in the bathroom line or something. Don't feed them. You know, the, 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 <laughs> the order in the, in, the, in the dining hall. The, the better your game is, you eat first. If not, you just hope there's some food, something. Mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. doc said man it's hard to motivate millionaires but there's millionaires <laughs> on every one of these teams in this league right. man. You know, right. you know, and they so still want to hit they still want to play they still, still want to hit yeah, yeah, i mean was motivated <laughs> he wanted yeah. to <laughs> obviously yeah there you go all right folks it's time for america's favorite segment segment it's time for fake news or not this is where i give kevin uh stanfield three statements coming out of ashburn he lets me know whether it's fake news or not right. all right kevin so here's here's uh, 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 statement number one. The 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 showing we saw against Jacksonville is more of a reflection of the team than what we saw against Detroit. Fake news or not? I'd say I'd say that's news. I'd, okay. I'd say that, okay. I'd say that's news um, because there were a couple of key errors on Jacksonville's part. That prevented Jacksonville from uh, from coming back and, and, and pulling off the upset. Um, you hear all the time people say the team wasn't ready to play. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how can you not be ready to play? You know the schedule. <laughs> you know, you know you when know, your games you, happen. You caught right. You caught the bus. You were on the plane. You know, you got dressed. <laughs> you got to be ready. If they coming out putting their socks and shoes on, right. you know that's one thing. Oh, they weren't ready to play. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, they knew they were in the game. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and there's something else I I, brought, I I forgot to mention in the first segment. There was a couple of times where the Lions went for it on fourth down. Uh, that, that's a total disrespect of your of, of the other team's defense and sure offense. That's yeah. a, this, yeah. you know, it's in the first quarter. We could kick a field goal, but we're not going to because we can score you chumps anytime, right? right. <laughs> One of them resulted in the safety, um, mm-hmm. you know, but, <laughs> you know, that was a gamble. And, you know, the analytics and all that, I, I don't understand that. But, no, I think that the team is what you saw. I think that okay. that, that's exactly um, what you want it to be. That they want uh, they want a high-powered offense. They want to um, uh, uh, crown Scott Turner as the offensive genius, right? Um, uh, Ron Rivera is not him. It's the players that, that – they're not doing what he tells them to do or something, mm-hmm. right? This is exactly where we are. That's exactly. Unfortunately, we see where the Giants are. Yeah. And we see where the Eagles are. We even see where Dallas is. With da- yeah. <laughs> Dallas. And by the way, somebody on, on, on this network might want to uh, apologize to Mr. Cooper Rush because they, <laughs> you know, I'm not mentioning no names. <laughs> and he might be the upcoming, one of our upcoming uh, guests named Clyde, but we'll talk about, Maybe. Talk about Maybe. that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, fake news statement. Number, well, well, let me comment on that. So I, I think you're right. I think what we saw, and this is this is almost like a push if someone was betting, I think what we saw against Jacksonville and what we saw against Detroit is a true reflection of the team. This is this is who they are. Because, again, they're a team with no identity. Um, fake news statement number two. Earlier, uh, uh, Commander's defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, uh, said that it doesn't benefit anyone to have a finger-pointing session when it comes to the defensive struggles. Should we point fingers or should we not this early? <laughs> or, oh, let me phrase it, phrase it different because it's fake news or not. It's way too early to start pointing fingers, fake news or not. That's um, that's fake news <laughs> because, <laughs> because I, think, I think of all the fingers the fans are pointing to what Jack <laughs> well, see, And that's the thing, like, it's always the one who you're pointing the fingers to right. who says, whoa, 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 let's not point fingers. <laughs> yeah, well, you say that because they're pointing fingers at you. Right, right, right. I'm pointing the thumb and it's, and it's toward the door. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. No, I, I think that. You know, you, you know what? It's what's funny. You know how they say, don't point a finger because you always have three fingers pointed back at you. <laughs> right. Well, not if I'm pointing all five of them at you. I don't have anything That's pointed right. back at me. That's right. <laughs> Someone told me once in military training that they're, they're, they're taught to point all five fingers at you because they want you to, to feel like a part of something broad, right? Not mm-hmm. 
pointing like singling out. So you point all your fingers at him. So I got both hands pointed at Jack Del Rio like I'm gliding the plane at the airport. So <laughs> it seems like, and we said this in the earlier show, we said this in the, in the preseason show, right? You know, at some point, uh, uh, loyalty aside, um, Ron Rivera is going to have to make some human sacrifices here, right? Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. look, I got to show them I'm trying to do, make this better. And mm -hmm. Ron, I can't cut everybody. So, and that's the way it goes. And then, and then Jack Del Rio will get a, a, a job on um, uh, Fox News Network or something, right? Mm -hmm, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. he'll be the sports contributor of Fox yeah, News, right? And by the way, and then he'll be back with the NFL team next year. That's Somewhere right. else. That's right. Mm -hmm. Probably one in the South. But that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Where they believe in dust yeah. So in January. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's just a little de defensive uh, dust up, right? Yeah, so that's, there you go. that's 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 <laughs> that's that's um that's fake news. I forgot how you framed the question, but it's not yeah, too yeah. early to point fingers. Mm -hmm. Something gotta be done. Why you still can correct it? Why you still can correct it. Why you still can correct it. All right, statement number three before we wrap up fake news or not, Kevin. Statement number three is Despite the disappointing showing against Detroit, there's really no reason to worry about the offense, fake news or not. Well, that's fake news, and it's not worry. It's a concern because of the injuries. Uh, Chase Rullier went down. They have a center on the roster that wasn't on the team when the, when the season started. Um, you know, it's early enough for continuity to develop. I don't know at this point how long Rullier is going to be out. Um, it's a concern, um, but from what we've seen out of the young kid Dotson, I forget Julie's, uh, Julie Ziegler's buddy who was on with us earlier. I had to go yeah, back to the archives. Yeah, he was really good, wasn't he? But he nailed that one. <laughs> he nailed it. He was excited about the young man coming to town, and he and his he's living up to, to uh, well, Julia and his friends' expectations because he's a baller. He's a baller. Now, as soon as they get a little bit more film on him, let's see what happens. Um, let's see. I, I love the relationship between the receivers and Wentz. Uh, tight ends look like it's going to be okay. Uh, I'd like to see the running game get on track a little bit more uh, when the uh, when Buns and Steel Brian Robinson gets <laughs> gets back. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. I, I think that uh, what we have to look at with the offense is situational offense. If you need a yard, we, we, we saw a team lose the Super Bowl last year because they came out mm -hmm. of fourth and one in the shotgun. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's so right. they lost the Super Bowl because of that. So I'm, I'm I got my eye on the offense. I'm gonna give him. A, I'm gonna give him a break. The fact that Scott Turner's down on the field instead of up in the booth apparently makes all the difference in the world. Um, and having a six-five okay. quarterback helps some too, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I'm 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 hopeful about the offense. We uh, there's enough weapons that there's no more excuses. You know, right? So right. let's you know. So let's the next man up on the offensive line, and, and let, let's see what's happening. There you go. You know, and I, and I agree with you, although, I mean, you, you said that there is worry, not reason to worry, but, you know, or concern, but just watchful. You know, I think that maybe perhaps there's not. I mean, they seem to be able to move the ball. Uh, Wentz seems to have great chemistry with the receivers. You've got talent at the um, uh, skill positions. And I think that, you know, right now let's get the defense straight and, and then the team should be uh, okay. All right, folks. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back. Uh, I'm going to, to uh, talk about my trip to Charleston, Manny's Little League football team, and anything else Kevin wants to talk about <laughs> on the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. We'll be right back. The ones that matter most are the children. There is a special place in South Dakota, a place of hope, love, safety, and opportunity for Native American children. This place is St. Joseph's Indian School. Here, we preserve traditions, provide Lakota kids a safe place to learn, attend to the mind, body, heart, and spirit of every child in our care. As a father, I feel very good about leaving my kids here and they have way more opportunities here. I can come on campus and I can feel the good vibes and the children, they can really grow. Together, we are giving Lakota children brighter futures and a proud connection to their past. To learn more, go to helplakotakids.org today. 
All right, welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. Anyway, where you get your fine podcast, he's Kevin Stanfield. On Twitter, you can follow him, Stanfield Kevin. On Twitter, I'm Claude J Radio. Uh, Kevin, before I get into my um, uh, situation as to why I did not watch the game, you, it was a funny situation on Twitter, and you get into all kinds of funny situations on Twitter. <laughs> it's so funny to watch. Uh, so uh, someone had mentioned something about Andre Carter um, and how dominant of a defensive end he was until – the coaches decided to go to 3-4, have right. him as a linebacker, out in coverage, as opposed to stopping the run and rushing the quarterback, which he was great at. Right, um, right, right. Talk a little bit. Of, I mean, you know, it's so funny because we see such great talent sometimes come through teams, and coaching really does some of these guys in. It really does, man. And it, the same thing that did, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Andre Carter in, uh, did Brian Arakpo in because um, mm-hmm. that year uh, the Arakpo came into the league, he and Andre Carter were booking defensive ends, and um, they had, I believe, like 24 and a half sacks between the two of them, mm-hmm. which is a formidable defensive line. Then the regime comes in and decides that, uh, that these guys need to stand up and go back and pass coverage and and just think of how great Ryan Kerrigan could have been if he had spent half the time getting beat by running backs coming out. You know, every, <laughs> right. every once in a while, do it. But, but yeah, yeah. And the, the year after he was released by the Burgundy and Gold, he was picked up by the Patriots and went to the Pro Bowl. Would have, mm-hmm. uh, would have started on the Super Bowl team, but had a, a, a bad knee injury very, very, very late in the season. So, yeah, coaching, philosophy, ego, you know, somebody mm-hmm. who did, you know, when Joe Gibbs first came to town, disciple of Don Coryell, high powered, high octane offense. This team led the league in in, in in yardage, led the league in offense, and was 0 and 5. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> 0 and 5. And then Joe Gibbs said, Hey, you know what? This might not be working. <laughs> right. And so right. they invented. He came up with the two tight end, one man in the backfield, counter tray offense, and the rest is history. You know, mm-hmm. four Super Bowl appearances, three rings is, is history. So you, your ego can't be so big that you're that much greater than everyone else and you want people to copy you. You, you got to use what works. You, that's, right. That's, yep. that's it in a nutshell, man. That's that's. Uh, what's the, what's the clinical definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different, different results. Different result. right? yep. Insane. Now, are you all insane or what? No, we, or, or are you? Who knows? Maybe they are. Maybe, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe there's crazy people out there. We just don't know. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. So we, um, so uh, the reason I didn't watch any of this game was because my wife and I had uh, celebrated our anniversary uh, that weekend. It was Monday, September 19th. Uh, and so, but we were in Charleston, South Carolina for that entire weekend. Uh, and everyone goes to Charleston now because they watch that show Southern Charm. And so now everyone thinks Charleston is the place <laughs> to go. Uh, and so anyway, we went and, and had a good time. We stayed at the Hotel Bennett, which is a Sheila Johnson operated spot. So Sheila you Johnson. Know, she operates hotels? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That. Yes. High-end luxury hotels. And so she, own, so she owns... Uh, the Salamander Resort, which is local to uh, well, kind of local, about an hour and some change from uh, the DMV. It's in Middleburg, Virginia. High-end luxury. You know, Salamander just bought the uh, Mandarin yes, Oriental. the Mandarin. Yep. She, so that's a, that's, that's a Sheila Johnson yeah, spot. Sheila. All cousin, yeah, they call Cousin Sheila. Listen, <laughs> it, even, even uh, Innisbrook, uh, the, the, so the course there in, in Florida where the PGA Tour goes every year, home of the Snake Pit, she owns that spot as well. And so she doesn't own Hotel Bennett. A gentleman by the name of Michael Bennett owns it, but she manages it. Her Salamander mm-hmm. Resort crew uh, manages it. Uh, it's expensive, but well worth it. Well worth it. Um, Charleston, South Carolina, right there on King Street in the middle of downtown. We stayed at the Hotel Bennett. Uh, you can uh, see some stuff on Twitter. Also on Instagram, I'm Claude J. Radio. You can uh, go follow me on Instagram. You'll see all the pictures and videos. Uh, we had a great time there. Anyone who goes there, again, like I said, expensive but worth it. Also, if you can't afford it, pay for the King's Club access. And essentially you get uh, – there's, there's like a whole suite only for people who have King's Club access. And they have free breakfast, free lunch. They have – 
um, you know, hors d'oeuvres in the evening, dessert at night, cocktails all day, and everything's free once you pay for your access. I like you that know, word. And so, yeah. and, so, um, and so it was well worth it. And again, if you can afford it, it's definitely worth it. We even if you down... can't, just go ahead and do it anyway. And, and here's the thing. Yeah, even if you can't, just do it anyway. And yeah, yeah, if you got to skip a month of rent, that's fine. Uh, just just <laughs> do it. Or mortgage, it's okay. And so, and so we went. And, and, and every day, you know, I don't know who runs it, but as we're in there, all, the television that's in there has football on all day long, college football all day on Sunday, NFL Monday, Monday night games. And so it was great. It was I wonderful bet, yeah. for that reason. And then one of the other things that we did, uh, two things that we did in Charleston, uh, uh, the, number one, uh, casual crabbing with Tia. It's a black owned, a black woman owned business. Uh, essentially, she does like a uh, what is like a three and a half, maybe four hour uh, crabbing thing right there on the water. She talks to you all about crabs, all about how to crab, catching crabs, and and they put all these you know nets out and traps out, all these things that you can participate in. And we had a great time. Now it it, it rained early that morning, it rained while we were doing it, um, uh, and so we didn't crack, we didn't catch a lot. I mean, we, we did five crabs, which is fine, but teaches you how to. How to how, you know, catch the crab, how to pick the crab up without getting your fingers, you know, pinched <laughs> off and all these kind of things. And did you know, Kevin, that crabs have this flight or fight tendency where if they're in a fight or they feel like they're caught in something because of their claws, they can actually release their claws and they grow back. They yes, can release. Yes. You knew that? Yes, I knew they grow back. As a matter of fact, because of the. Of the, uh, we were in uh, uh, Florida. We were in the uh, Pompano Beach, Fort Lauderdale area. We stopped mm-hmm. at a seafood restaurant, and they had the, the, the uh, we caught the uh, the stone crab season. And they were explaining uh-huh. to us that when they harvest the stone crabs, they take one claw off of each crab and then put it back in the water because wow. it grows back. And they can't yeah. they can't take them both because they can't defend themselves. But they take they harvest one. Which I'm sure the crab isn't happy about, but... right? Because apparently <laughs> yes. the crab, and that's the thing, like the crab can release it so on I its don't own. Know if that, oh. On its own, which is probably less painful, right? Than right someone right. snatching it off of, <laughs> off of the crab. Right. Yeah, it's just it's annoying if the crab has to do it. Man, now I gotta go get a, do another claw again. Come on, yeah. Man. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's that that is fascinating. So, so and so then also the, crabs that... only live usually between one to three years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so when you have a full-grown crab, you shouldn't feel bad, unlike fish, like when you catch it, you ain't feel bad. Oh, I got this fish, it's got the hook in his mouth. But the crab, if it's a fully-grown crab, it's going to die soon anyway because it's only going to live three years. So you might (laughs) as well steam it, season it, knead it. Right, right. Tell them, yeah, yeah. Tell them, well, you know, you're doing some good in life, man. You know, otherwise you should be walking around sideways, right? And and look, and the conversation with Tia and her crew and the things you get to learn and do, I can't, I can't recommend casual crabbing with Tia enough. All right. It was casual. so much fun. And by the way, every crab that you catch, they'll clean it and all that other kind of stuff. You can take it down to any crab sh- uh, house or crab shack in Charleston. They'll steam it for you. And so we went to a place called the Charleston Crab Shack. We took the crabs down there after we caught them right out the water. I mean, like within hours, right out the water, took them down to Charleston Crab Shack. They steamed them and gave us two sides for $12.99. Not bad. Not and bad let at me all. tell you something about the Crab Shack on WAPO Drive <laughs> in Charleston, South Carolina. The collard greens are so good. <laughs> like, honestly, like no one cooks collard greens like my grandmother on my father's side and my aunt Christine, my, my father's sister. No, I mean, uh-huh. I've had some good greens, man. I'm telling you, I've had some good greens. No one cooks it like them. Okay. They've cheated me out of college greens <laughs> the way this, this crab shack on Wapo Drive in Charleston. I okay. mean, some good collard greens, Kevin. I can't even explain it. But anyway. unsolicited, unsolicited testimony. Unsolicited. So That's that was right. one experience. The other right. experience is you've got to go to uh, Magnolia's Plantation and Gardens, and you have to do the, the Slavery to Freedom tour. Uh, and, 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 and all it is, is it's like a 35 minute talk uh, about the slaves that were the, the and, and I love the gentleman, Mike, who did it because he wouldn't refer to the people who were enslaved as slaves. He refers to them as people who were right. enslaved. And he right. talked about that, that, 
you know, when we when when you label as slaves or enslaved people, and you put the slaves as the emphasis, you dehumanize mm-hmm. the, pe- the the mm-hmm. people aspect of it. Right, right, These right. I feel that people. He talked. I mean, in in in, in, in the, the the care and the honesty and the truth that Mike and I shouldn't even have to say this. Who was a white guy mm-hmm. taught this? This made some people in the audience uncomfortable made some people in the audience, you know, scared to ask questions, but was so true and so honest and so great. And here's what I loved about what Mike, um, you know, so he talked about how the biggest crop on that plantation was something that, you know, they called, you know, Carolina gold rice. It was this rice mm-hmm. that literally was brought over from, from West uh, Africa yeah, yeah. over to South Carolina. Here's what he said about the enslaved people. That the that 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 the Europeans who 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 brought people over from West Africa were the ones that who were who were skilled in growing this rice because it grew different from any anything else, mm-hmm. and they needed people who knew how to do it. So they weren't like worthless dumb people. No, they knew how to grow grow this specific crop mm-hmm. that these guys were making a ton of money on. They were mm-hmm. smart. They had agriculture. They knew exactly what to do, and they then and, and and these people took them from their families, from their homeland, enslaved them, and um, he did a he did a great thing. My wife got upset by some of the questions that were asked by some people <laughs> who were there. Now here's the thing, but but they were now out of the three people that she was upset with, we talked about it. She is now only upset with one person who asked something after the, the 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 explanation. And in some of these slave shacks, there were people living in them up till 1990 without any electricity like, because their uh, family just been uh, on the plant, plantation right. and they lived there up to 1990. And, and so I'm, I just want to explain two, uh, a couple of the questions. One young lady with an Eastern European accent said, well, when, this, when, when, when the, the, the people who were enslaved, when they were free, but some stayed on the plantation, how come they just didn't go get another job? How come they just didn't like <laughs> life? Like the pay must have been okay if they stayed here, right? Oh and he yeah. Said, yeah. He said you have to understand, and, and he was <laughs> yeah. so he was so understanding. He said, no, "Well, well, that I understand why you may ask that question if you don't know the history." He said people weren't taught how to read, to write. They weren't educated. And by the way, if you left an area that where you weren't familiar with, you could get lynched killed, and, killed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 by the way and enslaved again because even though on the law the law said you you were free if someone enslaved you and local law enforcement didn't care one way about you they would allow you to still be enslaved and so while they were getting pennies on the dollar he said essentially think about getting paid 25 cents a week you know, or an, in a day, mm. not an hour, but a week. He said, that's what they were paid. But when you had no options, that's what you would do. And so the young lady understood that. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. I get it now. I get it now. You know, but she doesn't know American history. She's from, you know, you know, somewhere else in, in Eastern right, Europe. Right. Right. There yeah. was another question where the, uh, the, uh, the woman asked, I'm trying to remember exactly which one it was. Um, I can't remember, but she was, oh, um, oh, she was like, so the family, the descendants of the people who still lived here in like 1990 and right. through the sixties in these like shacks, did they, did, did they have to pay rent? Like, did, could they at least, you know, but the way she was asking it was, man, if they had to pay rent, I'm like super pissed that that had to happen. <laughs> but the way my wife heard it, cause my wife now Sierra is, you know, she's, Afro black power, she ain't having it. Right. And so right, right, and so right, when right, the lady right. asked that, I think she was wondering, like, well, they need to pay rent. But like, no, no, no. She didn't mean it that way, you know. Right, right. And then afterwards, there was a gentleman who said, Well, you know, you you, you could have brought up the fact that a lot of these guys who were brought over as slaves were slaves in West Africa, or in West Africa anyway. And so it wasn't as if they weren't slaves anyway in their homeland. And the gentleman was so and I mean the anger that built up in myself and Sierra. Like it was crazy, but, but the gentleman handled it nicely. You know, he said, listen, um, number one, you know, you can go back to West African history and you can, and and, and to be a slave or anything like that in those times. I mean, it was for a contracted amount of time, people weren't ripped from their families. Like it wasn't as brutal as it was here in America. Number one. And number two, there's no such thing as good slavery. And number three, like, even if they were, (laughs) does that make you feel better? about the fact that you like how does that you know and so 
you know, it was, but, but this, you know, you can't well, change everybody. And so <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm glad you had a great trip and everybody on that excursion uh, feel very fortunate that I wasn't there. Cause I was, <laughs> yeah, but you know, and we, and we you know, and Sierra and I had this discussion. I was like, listen, this guy is so ignorant. There's nothing we can say or do that's going to change his mind. If, if I were to act out or you were to act out, and really give this guy a piece of our mind and maybe even a piece of our fists. Like it would, it would <laughs> yeah. only validate what he, right. And perhaps, right, right. and perhaps someone whose mind has changed about this, it would only, it would draw them back. He's not going to change, but right, maybe right, someone right. was more sympathetic. Maybe someone could empathize. Maybe someone changed something who asked the question like, because I mean, there were a lot of, there were, there were a lot of somber faces. There were a lot of shaking heads like, man, this is crazy. And if I would have, if I would have went Northeast DC, Gerard street, where I grew up, she would have went 12th street, Northeast. And would have changed, you know, they would have been, you know what? Uh, Everything you said, everything you said is right. Except I would have felt better. (laughs) Right. right, right. That's the thing. The only only difference is we, we would have felt great. Like, man, I'm in his face. And sometimes that's all that matters. Right. But one thing before we go, two things before we go off this subject, because we got to get a Manning report. Yeah. Uh, The fact that, uh, the Salamander restaurant is getting so popular. I know you saw my on Twitter, uh, Twitter, my little mascot, uh, Mander the Salamander. Yeah, we, there's yeah. got to be a connection here. We got to call uh, Miss Johnson up and uh, introduce her to Mander the Salamander, the head of the head mascot yeah, no. for the Commanders. There's mm-hmm. got to be a connection there. Gotta well, listen, be. I do have a connection to Sheila Johnson through a golf brand, Golf DMV, that I have. Uh, where there's a gentleman who works for her in her marketing department that listens to a golf show oh. that I do. And we're so in. we'll see we're if in. we can pitch that and get and get Miss Johnson on here. Talk about Commander Salamander. I think we need to. Not for, yeah. uh, not for us. It's not yeah. for us. It's there, for there we go. All right. So the quick Manny football update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the last you heard about this, I think Doc was on and he talked about it. Or oh, did I give one last year? I can't he remember. He gave one. He gave one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So week, week two, they lost again. <laughs> um, uh, so Sarah and I weren't there. My mother-in-law took him. So here's the thing. So we uh, originally all his games were supposed to be on Friday. So we booked our trip to Charleston to leave Saturday morning. Right. That has since changed. It's all on Saturdays. I still wanted to go to the game. <laughs> Sierra made other arrangements. So anyway, we, we went to Charleston. My mom did. My mother-in-law did. did take her phone and did a live video directly to our phones so we could uh-huh. watch what happened. And again, a team that only has 15, 16 players, uh, only two has ever played tackle football. They're learning, they're learning and they're playing Baltimore city kids. Who's got ads to them. Who's got aggression to them. <laughs> who played since they were six. And like doc said, we ha- see, we have two and a half bathrooms in our house. You know, there's comfort at home for Manny and other kids on the team. Suburban kids. We got kids who live in Silver Spring, Columbia, <laughs> Maryland, College Park, Maryland. This they, is fascinating. You know, they grew up, they're growing up different from, and, and it's funny because a lot of the parents, we all talk about this. Like, oh man, we grew up in Baltimore, grew up in DC, grew up in Philly. Now I grew up in, you know, and our kids are all different, which is great, but they're growing up with comforts we didn't have. They're growing up different for some of these kids. And these mm. kids are out here. They're hitting. They're balling. <laughs> they're, they're, they're running. They, they have no care. You know, we had one kid on our team, a big kid who can hit. He came to us. The, his mom came to us uh, the practice after the first game and said, yeah, you know, he was telling me that one of the kids told him on the team, no, don't, don't, no, wait, wait, don't hit me. And he just didn't hit him the rest of the game. I'm like, what? Like, no. Like, this kid just swindled you. Like, what are you talking? Like, no, don't listen to him. And so, and so, and so I talked to this kid and said, okay, he told you not to hit him and you didn't hit him. No, I didn't. But did he hit you? Yes. Like, what? <laughs> God, dude, like, he's hustling you. Like, right. no. Right. Anyone right. with the other color shirt on, you hit. And you hit them hard. So that's right. That's right. It's coming. Well, it's coming, man. It's it's, it's coming. I admire you and and uh, have a soft <laughs> spot. Like you know, for for those who get involved, I've gotten involved and I've I've gotten involved in some uh, uh, suburban team situations with friends of mine. That 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 you know, it takes 
you got to be able to relate to it to explain to these kids what's going on, right? Let them still have fun. Let them know as much fun as you having, winning is even more fun. So, it yeah, I just, you just hang in there, brother. Tell Manny, I said, hang in there. If nothing else, do your best because that's what the scouts come to see. But right. well, <laughs> and here's what's crazy. Like, it, like, like you would think after two losses, like the first loss I think was 21 zip and then like 27 zip. Mm-hmm. They come back Tuesday. Oh, they're so happy. Oh, happy, <laughs> running around, good. tagging each other throwing the football around. It's like, guys, you just got demolished. <laughs> and there's no anger. You know, you know they don't care. And they're like, ah, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. I what, absolutely what love do it. You do? What do you I do? I love it, man. Love All right, it. folks. We'll be back next week with more Federal Football Report, uh, hopefully after a commander's win against the Eagles. It's going to be tough. Kevin, give me quick thoughts. How do they win against the Eagles? They got to do one one thing. They got to do one thing, and that's uh, control the ball. I know you got the high-powered offense. I know that you want to throw deep all the time. You got the big-arm quarterback, but you got to ding conduct this game. You got to ding conduct. You have to keep the uh, Eagles defense on the field, keep Jalen Hurts off the field. That's how you win, because if you give him opportunities, he's going to Jalen Hurts you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely. Contain Hurts. Contain him. And, and, and keep that ball in the offense's hands. And for goodness sakes, if you win the toss, don't defer. Don't defer. Get the ball first and score. All right, folks, it's the Federal Football Report. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. We'll catch up next week. It's me, your Uncle Cooper. Sorry to interrupt your music. I do love music, especially when it's set at a reasonable volume. You know, music is really only as good as your speakers. The same is true for minivans. A minivan is only as good as the tires it sits on. And the button on the screen there, it agrees with me. If you click on it, it'll bring you to all the Cooper minivan tires that'll make your minivan a really good minivan. Go with the Coopers! Cooper! This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.